Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And let me ask you this important question. Have you ever sat in a meeting room and you had an idea or suggestion or recommendation to make and you voiced it in a meeting only to have nobody respond to your idea? It wasn't being heard it wasn't being implemented, it wasn't being discussed. And so you feel invisible and you don't feel that what you have to say matters. And this is a downwards downwards effect because a lot of the time, if it happens once, twice, three times, people actually shut up and think like, okay, it's not even worth it. I'm bad at this stuff. And people start really thinking about themselves and how they what's wrong with them that nobody's listening to them and maybe I have nothing interesting to say and all these type of feelings and all these emotions actually come up and so I had a client that was exactly in that situation she had in her last three positions she encountered the same problem time and time again she was sitting in important strategic board meetings she would have a room full of people, they were discussing, debating something, she would make a suggestion, she would make a recommendation, and it only fell on deaf ears. So it's frustrating, but there are strategies. So we worked a whole strategy together, worked out a whole strategy together, but there are seven things that I want to share with you today that you can implement on how you can change your influence with leaders, whether that's the executive team, whether that's the senior management team, whether that is any type of leader, because these seven things are so applicable to anyone that really wants to make a bigger impact. Doesn't mean that you have to climb the corporate ladder, but just want to make a bigger impact. Because if you can't make an impact, you kind of think like, what's the point? I'm working this crazy amount of hours. I'm sacrificing a lot. I'm putting a lot of emotions and effort into this job. I want to make an impact. So if this is you, those seven tips will be very, very interesting. So first of all, you have to think about your personal brand. Now, everyone on the planet has a personal brand. It's whether or not you are intentional about your personal brand or if you let it have a life of its own. Because if you let it have a life on its own, then it might not really take you to where you want to be. So you need to really think about your personal brand. So you need to have a hard look in the mirror and think about, okay, Do I believe in myself? Do I believe that I really have something valuable to say? Because often you have to start thinking about the feeling like, am I enough? 
am I enough to do this? Because you need to believe in yourself if you want to influence senior management. They don't have a lot of time. They want to be, be get things to the point. And your confidence, that is what actually will make them listen. Not all of it, but it will. it's a very important part. But because confidence is attractive. Confidence in everything just like attracts people to you. It's your aura. It's like, I'm confident. So you, first thing in personal branding is that you have to really believe in yourself. Secondly, you have to think about your body language. Are you open? Do you have a power posture? Or are you clunched down and just like hutched all the time? So how are you in your body language? How is your communication style? Research has indicated that, and especially for women, if you start to really go high-pitched and very quickly and talk very quickly like that, the credibility goes down. So how is your communication style? And sometimes you have to start to be conscious about it. Like one of my other clients, basically she came in a meeting, it was always called and she was like sitting like that. And unconsciously, that is your body language that you bring to the table. So you have to make sure that you are start paying attention to those things. Even though you, say, you might say, hey, Caroline, I know this, body language, yeah, 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 whatever. If you have a problem with influencing upwards, in influencing senior leaders, executive senior management team, then you have to consider all of these points because your personal brand is really important. So that's the second point, your body language and your communication style. The third point on their personal branding is the perception people have from you. So are they just looking at you like, yeah, yeah, she's a doer. She's like really good in executing and operating stuff. Um, or are they looking at you strategically as a strategic contributor? Because that is a shift that you need to make. So again, the perception that people have of you in the office will impact how you are able to influence those senior managers, those executive teams, and so on. And then lastly on the personal brand is your values. Like, I can't stress this enough, and people don't get this, so I'm going to keep on repeating and repeating and repeating until you hit home. If you have different values than the senior management, then you can't, it's so hard to influence. You will keep on bashing your head against the brick wall. And a lot of people are resilient and persistent, and they don't want to give up, and they want to keep on going because they can see the bigger picture. Oh my God, if only I can reach them, reach through, then I can make this difference. But the problem is the, 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 the values. For example, integrity. If your senior leaders or senior management like have a different level of integrity than you, you, your ideas are never going to be pushed through. So you need to have the same values. You need to understand what the definition of your values and how you want them to be represented within the organization. So, and this is such a critical part that most people dismiss because values seem fluffy. That's basically like the really the wrong connotation that people have. So that's the first thing of those seven is your personal brand. So personal brand, we have four things. So the second thing is uh, when, how you influence your senior management team is by making it about them. And instead of making it about you, you don't want to say, hey, hey, listen to me. I have an idea. I have an idea. 
you have to be very diplomatic and shift really the focus from centered around you to really like centering it around them. And how you do that is by understanding what their priorities are, what their agenda is, and really making sure that whatever you want to voice and however you want to influence what the core reason is, First of all, you need to be articulated in it. Don't waffle and say like, ah, oh, yeah, but maybe blah, blah, blah. A lot of people don't get their shit together when they talk to a senior or when they want to influence senior management and they just waffle around. And that is really what loses that engagement, what loses that credibility. So you need to be, to be able to be credible. You need to firstly have a clear message about what it is that you want to influence about. And and secondly, you need to understand what their agenda is, what their priorities is, and tie what it is, the recommendation that you want to make, you have to tie that in with what they want. So that's the thing, the second thing, link it back to them, make it about them, not you and your idea, and be crystal clear about your messaging, about your delivery. So and that ties in with number three. Number three is that you have to be proactive. You have to really like, instead of waiting till things are handed to you, you need to be proactive and be able to really understand and uh, analyze insights, really extract things and really come up with some solution to any problem that might be in the company that you know is, and this ties in with the second point, a priority or really on the agenda of that senior manager. So that way you are being proactive and you're going to position yourself in the organization as a proactive person and a go-to person by sharing valuable insights. This is how you set yourself apart. So by being proactive. The fourth thing is that you have to start creating alliances. So this came about, one of my clients was saying like, oh my God, I joined this company and I sit in a, sat in a meeting and I shared this idea. Nobody was listening to them. They actually became quite defensive about it. And this is not how the ideal way how you influence manager, senior management. Of course, if you already have a good reputation of uh, them listening to you, of influencing them, then that's a different thing. Of course, you can have that strategy. But if you don't have that relationship yet, you have to build that. You have to build alliances before you actually bombard and drop a bombshell of an idea in a group. First of all, yes, you're going to get people defensive and you don't want to rub people the wrong way when you get airtime with senior management. You want to be very diplomatic and be, be very strategic about how you actually position your idea. So one of uh, the, my clients, a CFO, he all years ago, he would say to me, Caroline, the best way to actually get an idea and uh, across the line and influence those managers in the boardrooms is by having the conversations before you go into the meeting before you have that meeting. So you have to already make sure you have consensus, agreement of the general um, population, of the general people in, the, in that meeting, that, that they are aware of your idea, that it's not something new, that it's not a bombshell that you drop, just drop and there it is. You always want to voice your idea before with the relevant people. So create those alliances before you discuss that in a meeting or before you have that. If you have a, a subject on the flip side of this, 
If you have a, a board meeting or any type of meeting with senior management and there is, they're discussing something and you have an issue uh, or there is an issue and you have a solution and you have tried it before, you know you can't influence it, you know you're invisible, you know you're not heard, what you can do is then you formulate your idea and instead of dropping it in that meeting where nobody will hear it is actually making sure you actually create those connections and make have those conversations with relevant people after that meeting and that's how you actually start building that credibility because then when they actually know that and you have to make sure they don't steal your idea and claim it as their own so for those who work with bosses like that that claim the fame that actually belongs to somebody else you have to be wary of that you have to be very assertive so you have an additional layer of preparation to make where you actually do that but otherwise make sure you have those conversations before or after the meeting not during the meeting you don't want to cut something new or launch something new if you don't have the credibility yet and you don't have that influencing relationship yet or you don't have those alliances yet. Hope that makes sense. Okay, next one, the fifth one that on the list is don't be vanilla. <laughs> now, I personally like vanilla. But you want it to be like salted caramelized with chocolate sauce and like, I don't know, sparkles coming out of your ears. Like you want to be different. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to rock the boat and have confrontational conversations all the time. That means that you have to understand who you are. You don't want to be vanilla, you want to be like unique. You want to understand what your genius zone is and you want to be able to craft that out. And then once you know that, you need to understand how that links back in to the bigger picture, to the organization. So you need to understand where you fit into the system. And this is not something that somebody has to tell you because a lot of people say, oh yeah, there is no career development in the organization. They don't have a career path. But then I have other clients that actually create their own career development, that create their career path, that create roles where they weren't before. And I know that you can't do that in any role, but you have to really be able to stand for yourself to know what your genius zone is. You have to understand that you don't want to be vanilla because vanilla in leadership is not going to get the right attention and being able to make the right impact. So you need to understand what you stand for in order to create those alliances, in order to be proactive and in order to understand if you fit in the organization or not. Okay, so that's the fifth is not be, stop being vanilla. The sixth uh, thing that I want to share with you is emotional regulation. Now, there is a big shift that needs to happen when you go from whatever position you are, whether it's management, middle management, and you want to start influencing upwards to senior leaders, senior management, that executive team, you need, there's go, you're going to be triggered, emotionally triggered. People are going to be very blunt sometimes with you that you will think like, oh my God, you will question your yourself. You will question if you, you even belong there. You will question like, oh, do I have anything valuable to say? So that's where, why you have to be strong with yourself and believe in yourself. But you also need to be able to 
emotionally regulate yourself. And so it's not throwing out your toys like a baby, like how do you say that? Throwing out the, the toys of the in the of the pram <laughs> when you're a baby. Like you have to re, be, be able to look at the facts rather than the emotions. It can be very emotional, whatever decision or however they talk to you or however they communicate with you. But what you need to do is like bring it back to facts rather than emotions. Emotions have a place and I love emotions and you need to let them, you can't suppress them, you need to let them out. But there's also like you need to be able to regulate them to be, and you do that by understanding what triggers you. Are you triggered by the fact if they talk to you and you find it disrespectful? Whether or not they mean it, are not disrespectful, that is another thing. It's your perception that it is disrespectful or unfair. For me, unfairness is a big one. Uh, whenever I feel something is done unfair, be, be, uh, is, is unfair, I get triggered in big ways. And now knowing that, I know how to manage those triggers and I know how to regulate my emotions. And regulating and managing those emotions it are diff is different for everyone. Some people, I like to journal. I um, I use a technique as, as uh, emotional freedom technique or EFT or tapping, what people say. Other people, and I also do meditation. Other people just like to uh, do hits, like uh, high-intensity workouts. Other people like running, like walking on the beach, so or dancing or putting the music really loud. Like you have to see how you are managing those triggers because whenever you want to influence somebody that's really in power <laughs> I, I sounds really not like me but hey when you start want to influence people that you think they are powerful you're going to be triggered in certain situations you're going to feel like oh he's glaring he or she is glaring over me he or she is not listening to me and stuff like that so you're going to be triggered so you have to make sure that before you even start all this process that you have your foundation and your mental health your mindset in the right place so yes believing in yourself but also your mindset when you are triggered because here is a news flash you will be triggered in this whole process. Step number seven or way number seven that I want you to really think uh, think about and it actually ties in with uh, your emotional regulation is like don't let your ego run with it. Like one of my clients, she had a tendency, she was brilliant in her job. She was capable. She was recognized as an expert, the go-to person within the organization for, for what she knew. But whenever she came to influencing, it didn't work. It fell on deaf man's ears. Just like I said before, like felt invisible, felt didn't like they didn't hear or didn't really implement any of the strategies that she recommended. And so it was absolutely frustrated, uh, frustrating for her. And that was because every time she was in a conversation, she would let her ego run the show. So she wanted to be right because she was an expert in what she did. She was known, she was an expert. So whenever there was a discussion, senior management or not, like she would actually tell them how it is. So even though I said before, don't be vanilla, know what you stand for, 
you also have to have a certain degree of diplomacy because you uh, need to be able to emotionally regulate yourself and not let your ego run the show. So it's not needed to always be right. Or even though when you know you're right and you know there is a better and better way to do things, if you want to influence the senior management, there are different ways that you need to approach it. And depending on the, the established relationship that you have with them, you can be more blunt or not. But you have to really like read the room. And if you can't read the room, then it's better to actually tone it down and ask the, the right questions before you become righteous. So that's very important, asking the right questions, open-ended questions, questions that are not where you're not leading or judging or like inserting your opinion. Like keep that for later. Even like the best way to do that with the senior, senior manager is like first ask questions, 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 really gather all that information, all their, their thoughts, the way they perceive that thing, their positioning around that, and then I would say afterwards, like a day later, let it sit, let it absorb and come back to them with like, hey, you remember that conversation that we had, the thing that you're struggling with? Like I had a thought about it. I have a really good suggestion that will cause you to blah, blah, blah. And really the impact, the priority that they have. Can we schedule a meeting or when do you have like 50 minutes, 20 minutes of time? And that, that's basically how you start inserting yourself in a very different way. So I hope these seven techniques or seven proven strategies work. Some might already, you might be already doing, others might need to be like, you might need to work on. Like influencing senior management is not a magic pill. This is not like you wake up and oh, hallelujah, you change your approach, you change the way you behave in the workplace. This will need work and you will get triggered then you will slip back in your old ways and it's constantly working on yourself and really improving yourself it's like self-development almost that you will actually become a new person or a different person because you want to influence and learn a new skill so that will take time and like learning any new skill Think about it. When you were going to, I'm, I'm pointing at my window because I'm just like, if you want to learn to ride a bike, the first few times you're going to fall flat on your face or maybe scrape your knee or whatever. So learning something new always will be like a journey and then you will become really good at it and more you do. With influencing, it's the same thing, guys. So the first thing is like understanding all these elements, but then you have to practice and practice and practice until you become really good at it. So don't give up the first time you do something. Just like give it time to actually make sure it's really cemented in and that it's a part of you. But you can do this. I hope this gave you, so, gave you some insights and I hope this made sense. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, connect with me. I always like to connect with more and more people and spread my, my message with more and more people so I can help them transform their career, basically. If this really resonated and you want to take the next step with me and work with me, schedule in a call to, to have a chat. On that chat, we're just going to go through what's actually, what's your current situation? Because every situation is different. So I want to understand what your current situation is. Then I want to work out with you what a potential plan would look like. And at the end of the call, if you say like, hey, 
Let's work together. We can talk about what that would look like also. Perfect. If you like this video, give me a thumbs up. Always nice to know if people really resonated with my message. And I will talk to you very soon, guys. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.